Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to The Real Times with Kimberly Marie and Bianca Rachel. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. I just want to let y'all know something before we get into this week, into our little discussion, because we probably going to be, you know, just reading folks. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I have been practicing my different head wraps. You know, my head wraps, my, 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 you know, to cover my head. Cause you know, um, mm, but none of these I, have made it onto the, to the social no, media page. Okay. B, I don't know if you know this, but, but I'm pretty sure a couple girls are probably, you know, getting, uh, practicing their head wraps and getting their outfits together because Saturday, Jill Scott and Erica Badu are going to be battling each other on the verses. With the Swiss Beats and Timberlands. So, you know, you have to get your, uh, uh, what they call that, that incense. You got to light your candles. You know, this is the time where you drink your wine. You don't drink your hard liquor for these queens. You can't do that. You got to, <laughs> you got to drink your, you know, you got to drink your wine. You got to have your, you got to have your candles lit and you got to have your head wrapped because, you know, you got to be, you know, just a powerful black queen woman. You know, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I, I'm just here for the music because to me, they both, they got too many hits. I'm still saying Erica too- Badu going to win. That's it. I don't know because, you know, I love me some Jill. I, mean, and I, I love, love Jill, Jill Scott. I do. I ain't got no beef with Jill. But when I sit back and just think of all the albums that I jammed to growing up with Erica, oof. Both their albums though, because that first Jill was hard. I loved. Let me tell you something. One of my favorite ever songs, and you got to be like an album listener. Jill, and I'm still mad to this day that Jill only gave me like less than two minutes of Crown Royal on Ice. Jill, you 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 need to come back. You know what I'm saying, and and and, and get that song together because you just can't give me like less than two minutes of greatness. You get what I'm saying? When a song is so good, but I, you know what? You, I, Erica Badu gave me Yayo. And that's my... I love Yayo. I love... Let me tell you something. That first Baduism, that first Erica Badu album, it's another level of greatness. That's what I'm saying. She had... Al- well, they both did. They had album mm-hmm. after album after album. But I don't know. It, it's tough. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, it's clearly going to be a challenge it's not gonna be like if trina and old girl did a look and I, i'm not even I, I meant what i said i meant old girl let me tell y'all something because uh somebody needs to wikipedia me kia's catalog i mean i know she had a few hits but i would never compare them to trina I'll, i honestly i'm not, not even like uh I don't think that's even fair to be like her and Trina are in that same category. Now, someone tell me if I'm wrong because Trina came out with hits. Now, oh girl, had hits, a hit that I remember. I I could be wrong. But when I think about like Trina, man, I I can open up my iTunes right now and play everything and just still just like it, like it just came out. Just uh, get down twerking and everything trina because you gotta think about the 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 song she was featured on too i don't really remember kia uh, being featured on but i, I do know about to say yeah i wasn't including yeah. the features i was including just kia and trina's songs well that's a song if you are if you own the song look trina's one minute man uh uh line oh, yeah. trina with with missy elliott um i i don't know i mean look i mean poor i i all I know is two songs from Kia. I know the the uh the um my neck my back, and I know too when she was just featured on uh that Janet Jackson song "Get Me So Excited." Oh yeah, she I'm was not... featured on that one. That's I mean that's, that's only, two, only two songs. Now if she now, if she got more, yeah, like I said, somebody needs to Wikipedia me her catalog because well, if her catalog don't send us Wikipedia, we want actual. <laughs> stuff that can't be paid to edit so <laughs> and this is what i'm saying i just don't see it another one that i don't see is when and this is my thing i'm I'm starting to believe that 50 cent is actually scared to battle ja rule 
Who? Because he keeps saying, now he's saying that it would make no sense from him to battle Ja Rule that, that Snoop Dogg is a better choice. And I'm sorry. I, I just feel like somebody of Snoop Dogg's caliber, I feel like that's an insult. Wait, who in Ja Rule? No, first 50 people were saying, like me, I was one of those people who was like, 50 Cent and Ja Rule need to go ahead and battle. Because we're not going to act like 50 Cent didn't have, we're not going to act like Ja Rule didn't have hits. We're not going to act like Ja Rule is significantly comparable. They were in two different categories in my mind. Because when I think of like, I'm not going to call them a But that's the beef. But that's the beef. And you know that's the beef. But my whole thing is, at one point, Ja Rule was run team. No, he was. <laughs> but I mean, what like, Ja Rule went up against 50 that first, what, maybe the second or third time, and 50 had to clap back, and Ja Rule disappeared. Seriously. Because Ja Rule went to jail, girl. He didn't disappear. <laughs> Before Ja first of all, that is disappearing. No, honestly, this is the thing. By the time 50 Cent got big on the market, Ja Rule was on his way to jail. So Ja Rule and Ja Rule and because you got to think about Murder Inc was going through all that stuff and Ja Rule's name was attached to it and Ja Rule was on his way to jail. But the even same when he had just begun, just like when um, Eminem had first came out and Ja Rule and Eminem had got into it, we clearly saw the difference in skill. But to me, I, look, I've always if, if we're talking about hits, I've always preferred Ja Rule hits over Fifty Cent. 50 Cent is a trash talker. 50 Cent had the first album, Get Rich or Die Trying. But after that, the other album didn't really impress me much. Because remember, he had got into that uh, stuff with old Kanye. This is black Kanye. Not 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 uh, not not red hat Kanye. This is black Kanye. Back when his mother was alive. Okay. You went too far with that one. No, seriously, man. His mom was alive. He was a totally different man when his mom was alive. Okay. He was. It's not a lie. You can ask anybody. Uh, So... And he was going up against uh, Kanye. Kanye clearly outsold him. And he said he was going to stop rapping. Well, he should have stopped to me personally. Because I don't think he has. And, and to me, like I said, I feel like Snoop Dogg has a catalog. Has a lot of features with a lot of legends. And but to Snoop Dogg me, is also a writer. Like, But my, t- my thing is, if you, if Snoop Dogg goes up against somebody, it needs to be somebody old school who has who could go up against Snoop. I don't think 50 Cent can go up against Snoop and win. I mean, this I is bad. It's fair to put them in the same category either. Like you when I think of Snoop Dogg, you know, you think of like Ice T or Ice Cube. Now, if you went up against Ice Cube, that's different. You know what I'm saying? If if 50, I mean, not 50, if uh, Rum Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube went up against each other, you get what I'm saying? That's that's more of a compatible well, battle because they're both- those are people, well, not from his mm-hmm. time, but those are people in his category because they were, their music was just from the more, more real. music is not like, I mean, it's good music, but it's not like. From, and I can't say it's not from the heart because he, you know, he he did produce on it. He did a lot of stuff, so it might have been from the heart from him. But it's just in my mind, it's always two separate categories. When I think of Snoop Dogg, I think of like versatility. Snoop Dogg can be in almost any fucking song, and you almost bet it's gonna be lit. Period. Yeah, I just don't see. I, I'm I sorry. I, I just feel like. Period. I just feel like if you're gonna do a battle. I feel like you need to put more respect on Snoop's name. <laughs> I feel like Snoop Dogg wouldn't even entertain it though, because like, no, he did. He was like, "Oh, okay, I can see it." I'm like, Snoop Dogg. Why? Well, I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying. And a lot of people in the comments like, "No, no, Snoop. Like you, no, no, you're Snoop Dogg." Like, and I think sometimes some of the older rappers don't understand their caliber and like the the respect that we give them as like people who grew up in old school rap like but that's you because he's so humble you know he's not like one of them arrogant ones he's just super humble about it. he's like oh okay we could do that but i think a lot of people are like us and they're like no we listen to all of your songs and then we've listened to all of his songs and we know that that is an utter waste of talent for you <laughs> to even entertain this but I do, once again, go back saying that's super humble of you, Snoop, to be like, yeah, I'm going to kick it 
and we just gonna entertain it because I'm shutting it down. Don't waste your abilities. Yep. Just like um they somebody was asking Missy Elliott why she is not, you know, in the verses. And she was just basically like, Well, I don't really know if I can compete against anyone because I don't know if I really have that much, you know, but hits who would and be stuff. And I'm like, first of all, Missy, we're trying to find somebody who could even compete against you. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Who would she go up against? Like just off the top of your head, name somebody for me. Yeah, but my whole thing, I honestly believe that somebody like Missy Elliott, and it's no shade, but I feel like she would have to battle like a guy. And it's not because I don't, because when I say that, I wouldn't put her against little Kim because they're not the same to me, rap platform. Right. Because they're legends within their own right though. Yeah. Like little Kim will battle somebody like a Foxy Brown because that's more her. Or Trina. Cause that's who, yeah. those are all the, yeah, those plot. Yes. But I wouldn't put Missy who has, and the thing about somebody like Missy, you have to get somebody who writes produces creates beats you have to get somebody who can do that because we're not gonna act like she didn't give us you know Aaliyah. we're not gonna act like she she didn't give us all those in one thing so if you're saying missy we're going solely off of like her lyrical skills which we are no no when you when you do when you do your verses you do anything you have right you can do anything you wrote produced created you can do whatever you want and my whole thing is she has to be up against somebody uh, like like somebody who just who who is this creator who who has gotten in the studio. Perf- I mean, because Missy is just Missy. I mean, I mean, Missy literally started a genre to me, like a time when you were like, dang, like you honestly. People want to talk about who to put put Pharrell up against. You might need to put Pharrell up and Missy up against each other. Oh, that because would be Missy, so good. I love Pharrell. Oh man, Missy so has such a phenomenal catalog. And when I was like really researching all the songs Missy had written, I was in absolute shook. I'm I was she's shocked. written a lot of songs that people don't even know she's responsible for. Mm-hmm. So I mean. She's given us a lot, a lot of music. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, Missy uh, produced and helped wrote uh, write Tweet's first album. And, if, and let me tell you something, ladies, and men too. But ladies, if you want to go from the breakup to the recovery, to the healing, to the breakup from the healing to the recovery... I need you to listen to Tweet's first album. Tweet's first album is amazing. When I say every single song, you know how when you just listen to those albums, there's no skip? Oh, yeah. It's because it's, it's hard to find these days. But when you can literally put an album on, and that's one thing I loved about like the 90s and 2000s, like that early 2000s era, is that we, we had so many albums that you just literally put on. And that's why I like actual albums. Like, well i guess records my bad but that's why i like records like i always will listen to my music digitally and then like and people are always like that doesn't count but like cardi b's uh privacy album that's a record for me because every song i will you know i like you know like beyonce's got quite a few you know uh Mm -hmm. chronicle Oh girl. Mm. That that to me is a classic. That belongs on a on a vinyl. So like that's in my collection of vinyls, you know, like because I don't want to skip one song. Now there are like two songs on there. I'm just like, meh. But it's not like a man, like I would skip it. It's just like a oh, okay, cool. You know, like Blueprint was like that for me. Yeah. Um you know what album I would love to get into um a record? I don't know if they have it though. I need to go look and do some research. That Carl Thomas first album. When I say I love that album, I love Carl Thomas first album. It was, I think it was Emotional was the name of it. It was no skips for me. And when I tell you back in the day, I used to play that album out to the point that my, my CD had like, I used to have to, what did you do? You didn't even put alcohol on it if it got scratched. I think you used to put alcohol oh, or toothpaste. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. When my shit got scratched, I'd just be like, damn. I no. No. 
No, girl, you can always bring it. Let me tell you something. How to bring it to the record store? I mean, the CD store, and they would do it for free, actually. Yeah, all you had to do was either put some um, alcohol on it, or you put some toothpaste on the scratch parts. That's how you did, and then you leave it on there for like a cup, like a like like an hour, and then you took the um, toothpaste out. Oh, and girl, the fingernail polish, like clear fingernail polish, and let it drop. I never tried that. I don't always did the alcohol or the toothpaste. I don't know if that's what you were supposed to do, but that's what we did. Did girl, you did whatever you could, just like you put batteries in the in the in the refrigerator and me in the freezer. Why you know, back in the day. But yes, let me tell y'all something. I was playing that Carl Thomas album out. It was ridiculous. But you know what? Just like that first joke. I miss those days when when you just had so much great music. That, and, and really, it, it was before our generation too. Like in the late 70s, early 80s, you had that music too where you know you you could just listen to a whole Temptation album and, and your parents wouldn't skip it. Or they would listen to a whole Michael Jackson album and not skipping. Those days when you just had straight bangers. But those days are over. Because in my and when opinion, I, in the 90s, like what I'm not talking you up to was good music. I can't say nothing for this generation. Well, and I'm not talking about 12 tracks. I'm talking about 18 to 19. And you know what I also miss? You know what I also miss? Let me tell y'all. I remember when the remix was nothing like the original song. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny you would say that because we all know I loved Savage. Now, I don't know who has listened to the Savage remix with Beyonce. Everybody. Baby. That is a whole fucking different song. Like anyone, like if I wasn't a Beyonce fan, I am now. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not part of the Beehive because I don't think I'm like that diehard devotional for anybody, period. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm not a diehard devotional over anybody like that. Um but that song right there, anybody who's like, oh, all Beyonce do is go out there and shake her ass and stuff. No, ma'am. If you didn't think Beyonce had any talent, please go pick up Savage. Three different verses, and none of them are similar to the other verse. The whole and you know what, let me tell you a something. brand new fucking song. It is, I applaud them. They did very well. Like, and I let me tell you something. I honestly thought that Beyonce was going, because usually when they say, you know, a feature and somebody as big as Beyonce on Meg Thee Stallion's song, I would have thought, yeah, okay, she just only going to be in the beginning. Right. So when, I heard the beginning of, mm-hmm, when I heard the beginning of the song, I said, dang, we only going to get Beyonce in the beginning. Okay, well, I can go ahead and, and I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, once I hear Beyonce part, I'm go, I can go ahead and kind of, you know, turn the song off. Yeah. And so when I was listening to a song, I said, not Beyonce all through this song, not Beyonce featuring Meg the Stallion. Because let me tell you something. The way Beyonce took over that song, y'all. I mean, the song was beautifully done. Like, I, I kid you not. That is, and I like remixes because how you said, like, one, a remix should never be like the original, period. And in the 90s, mm-hmm. we saw a lot of that. But this one right here, this song, and I always no matter who it is even like back in the day i always appreciated the remix more because i feel like you had to try a little bit harder to mix it up because you're so used to hearing it the way it was i removed savage off of my little playlist (laughs) and put that remix on there and that's the only one i want to hear from now on and it's not like a shade to megan at all because even her parts switched up a little like genuinely did a good job like I was blown away. And I am so picky, like, especially whenever I hear Beyonce, like you said, Beyonce on a a, re- a remix, because I was thinking, like, it was going to be, like, the Lady Gaga and Beyonce telephone where they did even equally, but it yeah. wasn't, like, I wasn't shook. Like, this one, I was like, damn, bitch, like, kudos to you. Like, you started off letting people know, Queen B, don't want no smoke with me. I was like, bitch, okay, you absolutely right. No smoke. No, she was all it in was, that song, doing her thing. And let me tell you something. I was appreciative of it because when I have just been twerking to that song. I have just been living my best life to that song. Let me tell y'all something. I appreciate that song and every mix. Thank you, Beyonce, because you got my hips rocking and moving to the beat. So, And I think that goes to a lot to say, like, because I it always bothers me when people are like, oh, well, you know, Beyonce thinks she's better you know, or 
my my favorite one was like when Trina was it Trina? No, who was it who people were comparing to Little Kim? And they had a whole little beef thing. But I was like, you know, it's so crazy because here you have two talented people. And yeah, they're on different levels, but it's always so nice when you can see two female artists come together and do great music and know that there is no beef. Like, I feel like a lot of times the media and the society tries to make it seem like they can only be like one bad bitch in the room. And that's not the case. And I, like, I was just like, I'm proud of it. Like, you know, I took it to a whole different level and made it something it probably wasn't even about. But I, I, I was happy to see it. And I was like, good for them. Because the song is my favorite. Like, I still be jamming. Yes. And I, I look, I like when people bring out new music this quarantine. Because you know what? I need something to play the kitchen to. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need to get away. And this is the perfect time. Honestly, this is the perfect time to be bringing out stuff. Because people don't understand. I think a lot of people saw that at the beginning of this quarantine, we were just going to be... Because nobody truly knew what was what to expect. And so when around March 15th, we got the notice that, you know, certain st- city states will be on lockdown and all this stuff. We didn't honestly understand all that was, you know, how long this was going to be. What, what do we do? You know, because I'm not a lot of us, you. I did expect to be in this for the long haul. Just well, you know, you, you may have expected it, but you didn't expect probably this this stupidity and then this dumbness and then this long when you see idiots. And let me tell you all something. And so when we got these DJs coming out playing and people were like, oh, okay, well, they only going to be doing this. So, you know, you was watching them. And now you see, now these DJs are advertising themselves. These comedians are putting on shows, singers. So many singers are coming out doing shows on their Instagram because they realize that this is now the new market. And this is bringing a lot of people. And one of the fr- people I respect who did it first was... Erica Badu, um, because DJ Nice has been doing. Yeah, no, but no, Erica Badu from begin. Man, she's been doing it for a long time uh, since this quarantine because she wanted to keep all her staff on and wanted to keep paying them. So I remember literally Erica Badu would say at twelve o'clock, like at night, midnight, one o'clock, I'm doing a show, two to three dollars to enter. And she would literally play the song people were requesting. She would be like, do you want to hear this song or this song? And they would like vote and then they would play the songs, you know? She was doing it because she was like, look, I want to keep all my people, you know, employed. They all need checks and we're stopping right now, but I can still do live concerts on the internet. And now I see a lot of people taking her platform and saying, hey, y'all, I'm streaming a virtual concert and all this stuff and just give whatever you can. And I'm like, you know, Erica has done maybe about maybe about three or four shows she's been doing. She's done a couple of them, Erica Badu. And I'm like, I think a lot of, like, like D-Nice, he started the whole, I'm not saying he was the beginning, because I did see right. a couple of other DJs do it. But now people are catching on, and now people are saying, you know, and now people are doing virtual proms, they're doing virtual engagement parties, where they're having the, the virtual um dance parties when they're getting like all their family together on zoom and now here comes facebook coming out with well you can have up to 100 people on in one chat um and now people are catching on like this and, and i hate to say but do you think this might become like a new way of normal like having virtual parties with the dj and having all this stuff on some level, yes, but I think like for the overall, I'm going to say no. And the, here's the reason I say no, because even though we know that this generation, not our generation, but like your nieces and nephews generation, we know they are very unhealthily attached to social media. And so like that would be a great thing for them to do. They still seek that human interaction like we all do. But I feel like on some level, theirs could be borderline um like an egomaniac type of style because like they need their friend to egg them on to tell them oh that's so dope and you know like whereas right now our generation was like man i'm old i want to sit at home i want to mind my business i don't want no drama i don't need y'all in my business all the time and these kids are like hey i need this on me recording me 24 hours a day i need you to watch me take a shit and wipe my ass and take a shower 
And then on top of that, I need you to egg me on to do the next dumb thing so I can become viral. And so for that reason alone, I think the generation that came after us needs to be out in the public. So while they're like barely main, I think they're barely maintaining right now. Now I could be very wrong with that, that, you know, analysis, but I, I think that's where they are. And I don't think they will ever be, uh, maybe some of them will, but I don't think they'll ever be like a group of kids where we, you know, cause we always wonder like, Hey, why do y'all need technology to be so like in your face and there for you? And I don't think they'll ever be that group, uh, that generation that's just like, Hey, I am okay with not picking up the phone and doing dumb stuff. Cause we've seen it on TV. Like we saw people recording the, the party. Now, if that party was back when we were growing up, nobody would have known about that party. Why? Because the technology mm-hmm. wasn't there, but also it's not our first thought to pick up the camera at every instance for that gratification that they're looking for. And yep. so I think it's just a temporary thing. Like, you know, that's a long answer to your question, but I mean, no. Do I think this is something they could do and be happy with it? No. Is it something I can do and be happy with? Yeah, damn right. Cause who likes being at home? I ain't got to sneak in no popcorn. I ain't got to sneak in no candy. I ain't got to worry about going to get my pickle from the dollar store and trying to hope it don't spill the juice in my purse. Shit, I'm content. I'm going to say maybe 50-50 because I can see some people literally more leaning towards virtual parties after this. But I can also see, like you said, the younger generation or people being like, you know, no, I need to be out and have and celebrate. So I can see kind of both, you know, being being a success. Um, Yeah, I mean, I do. I think there's people in the group. I'm not trying to group them all as a whole. And I would never do because I wouldn't do that with our generation. I think there's some people in our generation who are way more connected to social media than some of these new fucking kids. Um, But I don't I don't think it could be like a long term thing. But I'm already naturally an introvert. So like you're giving me options where I don't have to deal with people. (laughs) And I am all for that. Yeah, and a lot of people are loving the fact that they don't have to get dressed up and, and you know, have the heels hurting their feet because they can just have their shoes all get drunk. Look, it's nothing like being able to get drunk because I have died. Look, I ain't going to lie. This quarantine has been good to me sometimes, you know, but because I have liked being a little tipsy on the verge of drunk. And guess what? I'm walking my happy ass right upstairs to my bedroom. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I still get dressed. I don't do my full face of makeup, but I don't do a full face of makeup on the regular day. I still do my eyebrows, my eyelashes, my lips. And then I get dressed and depending on how I feel, if I want to walk around in heels for maybe like the first two or three hours of the day, I do walk around in my heels. I do. I really do. I miss putting on, you know, and sometimes you just want to like on brunch, like for brunch, uh, Sunday, fun day. I was like, damn, I haven't worn heels in a while. Let me go get dressed up. So what I did, I put on my whole little outfit, did my cute little hairstyle for the week. I'm trying to figure out why she did why she didn't take no picture of this and let us know in the group chat, y'all. Because I didn't want no one shaming me for you know. Why? I would have been like, like, okay, I see you your outfit. You know, I'd be walking out to the uh to the trash can looking dressed up. My neighbor like, oh, you was out today? No. Yeah, the trash can to throw away trash. Well, Not in my good dressed heel. up like on Sunday when I was dressed up, I wasn't gonna take off all my clothes just to take out the trash. Shit, I had my clothes on, nigga. I'm going to the trash can. <laughs> Mm-mm. Not it my is, good stuff. It is what it is. Yeah, Bianca. But look, let me tell you something. What you can do on Friday. What you can do on Friday is get your cheese ready. You can get your cheese ready. You can sit down with some crackers and you can get your cheese ready. And you can get ready. You know why you can get your cheese ready? Why? They say 6 9 is coming back. He will be on IG Live Friday. You are so at fucking petty. I cannot with you. At three, well, well basically five PM our time. He 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 he's gonna be there at three PM. So uh, let me tell y'all something. I'm pre. I won't be watching because I don't have time for rats. I don't like no rat of any. Pro- My whole thing is if you do the do, you gotta do the time. Now that's just street code. I mean, now he doesn't do a lot of time. I am rather impressed. He came out pretty fast. Yeah, because he was ratting when you rat. You don't do a lot of time. And apparently the 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 uh COVID got him out. So, you know, some of this cold, sometimes, look, like I said, some of y'all, this COVID has truly been a blessing. Well, 
And that's one of them who, who got blessed by that COVID. So, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, y'all, if you are looking for a little bit of rat juice, I'm not uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and tune in to him because, you know, the rat will probably be dropping a little bits of shit and cheese. So, uh, yeah, y'all be prepared for that one. Also, uh, Sunday, Sunday, this Sunday, Mother's Day, old baby face is going to be going through the catalog. Again? Uh, no, a waiting to exhale. Cause he didn't, oh. cause he didn't touch that. He didn't touch none of waiting to exhale. He didn't touch none of waiting to exhale or some of them songs on soul food. He oh, just, yeah. you know, he didn't touch none of them, but yes. So he will be. So, so look here for, for the, um, the grandmas. Really? For the grandmas. Why I gotta be grandmas? Yeah, hey, you know, you look for the grandmas. Hey, look, for the, look for the people my age too, because what I have realized, look, if you're in Houston, you know that 102 is the station you listen to to listen to like your old school R and B. It's for a certain crowd. It's for a certain age group. And recently, like this is about almost about a couple of months ago, I was listening to all them songs on Magic 102. They was my age group, y'all. I have realized that Magic 102 has done like a revamping. But and they've now been they're doing that. Honestly, they really no, have no. been better. No, they did a huge revamping. And one Magic 102 is like, okay, let's kind of push those temptation songs. We still gonna play them, but now we're gonna incorporate those SWVs a lot more. We're gonna incorporate them uh Keep Sweat songs a lot more. We're gonna incorporate, you know, you know, them Tupac songs a little bit more. We and y'all, they playing all the jams we grew up to. Mm. So, I'm just saying, y'all, if you want to jam, because I know I'm probably going to be there on Sunday. I'm going to be there on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, I'm going to be uh, listening to Jill Scott and Erica Badu singing all, every bit of their songs. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be listening to uh, Babyface. So, I am going to be jamming this week. Um, Also, for the seniors, I just got to let this... Look, I gotta let the I gotta let everybody know what's going on. Also for the seniors. I don't know because I feel like I should probably been a part of this COVID graduating this year too, because Barack Obama wait, is doing wait, a virtual wait, wait, wait. Pause. Why do you feel like you should have been graduating this year? You not even in school. You graduated Look, already. What the- I know, but this is why I feel like I should have got me a little root poop degree. Uh because <sighs> look, Barack Obama is doing a virtual graduation for all 2020 people let me say he's gonna show me your walk at hbcu edition so he'll be doing hbcu saturday may 16th at 2 p.m and then he's gonna go graduate together that's a high school class of 2020 commencement that's gonna be at 8 p.m and then he's gonna do the dear class uh 2020 commencement address at 3 p.m so if you're hbcu you go at two if you high school, you go at eight. And then if you just want to hit a commencement address for all students, for all, you know, uh, collegiates, then you're going to go at three. Now, you know me. I'll be going at two. Bianca will be going at three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like how, first of all, you didn't plan my day. That's never okay. No. I said if we was to graduate, you will be going at two. I'll be going at two because I'll be the HBCU part edition. And then you'll be going to the all commencement address at three. But see, let me tell you something. I would not mind Barack Obama being my commencement addresser. Because let me tell you something. I don't even know who mine was. I must say, I don't think a lot of people... <laughs> unless you had someone like uber uber famous i don't think a lot of people know who theirs were because i don't remember mine i do remember bits and pieces of what he said um but outside of that i really like no jokes i just don't remember so look i think uh uh michelle obama might be doing her that i thought well. they were doing them together i thought it was them doing them together Oh, wait, wait, wait. I lied. Let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. I misquoted. Saturday, May 16th is for the HBCU and it's for the high school. The one which, uh, with just a complimentary everybody commencement is June 6th 
at 3 p.m. And the one uh, June 6th, 3 p.m. will be Michelle and Barack. And they will have a lot of musical guests. Uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, they will have Kelly Rowland, Alicia Keys, Chloe and Holly, Jackie. Anna. This is going to be lit. Uh, Zendaya. So this is look oh, at Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. Kerry Washington. Oh, wow. So it looks like they're doing a whole little shebang on June 6th at 12 p.m. So, and this is going to be on YouTube. Uh, for this, and this is for everybody. This is for a big old dear class of 2020. And it's going to be June 6th, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So if you live in New York, or if you live, you know, all over, it's going to be what 3 p.m. your time. And if you live in Chicago and Houston, like me and B Rochelle, it will be 2 p.m. So just make sure you get your stuff together in, in, in jam. But you know, I, I I did not graduate this year, but I'm I'm a I'm a tune in to that HBC. You want to see what's going on? I'm a little pick my little head in and see what see 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 how it's doing. I expect nothing different from you. Look, I want to know what's going on. Shoot, I want to know. Um, also, let me see. Oh, I just got to say this, Are y'all. Are you done? No, no, this is serious. This is serious. I don't know why in 2020 we still feel a need to share videos of our black brothers and sisters getting killed. You can just say their name without showing the video. I mean, we don't need to see is a video floating around of a black guy who got lynched. Um, and but also the shoot- are they showing it to, in a way like where it's disrespectful? Or are they showing it where their intent was to bring awareness so that, you know, you know, what to look out for in the signs or is it just like a blatant like here's the video? No, they showing the video of the person getting killed. But to be honest with you, I don't need to see the video of the person getting killed or the person lynched to know that it happened. I I don't need to see that. And I feel like it's disrespectful to the family who no mother wants to see their child get killed in a gruesome way like that. You don't want to see forever your son getting hung or your son running and getting shot in the back just for running outside, literally just running, just taking a nice dog. No parent, because let me tell you something. People are cruel, cruel. People are stupid and people are ignorant. People will send you a video and be like, is this your son? Is this your daughter? Oh my God, what happened? This because people are nosy. People are inconsiderate. We live in a, in a, in a generation where they have no respect or morals. And I just don't, I, I feel like we don't need to be showing videos. We need to have respects for the family members. And I just don't feel like we have, we're having the respect we need for the family members if we're showing them, you know, getting lynched. I mean, I just don't think we need to show that. Like we have uh, uh, um, Armand Arbery that we need to definitely say his name um, just because they literally tried to sweep this case underneath the rug. Where was they tried to? This was, I don't know exactly. Or I mean, not like, was. I meant where, but I mean, like, what, this year or, or what? It was this year. It was this oh. year. He was literally running. He was running. And then two white guys felt the need to shoot him. And let me just make sure I say their name so that we could do our thing, uh, black people. Gregory and Travis Mick. Mick, McMichael, yeah, Travis, uh, Gregory and Travis McMichael. Um, they literally shot this man for running. He, it wasn't like he was, he was robbing anybody. He, he was minding his own business, going for a freaking jog, and it's, it's, and literally, they weren't gonna do anything about this. They were not going to do anything about this because it kind of got swept underneath the rug. But now they want to because, of course, it was in Georgia. Of course. Now that everybody's seen the video and now the people have just heard the name and they say now they want to open up, you know, and say the attorney general is thinking about releasing this to, you know, uh, uh, to the people. So, you know, to me, like I said, I've seen the video. 
I mean, I didn't see the video. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I didn't want to watch it. But I've read the story, and I mean, first of all, that's just. I don't. I agree with you. I don't want to see the videos. I don't need to see the videos. Also, I, you know, I like I said, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think it's disrespectful to the families. And if they've got kids or anything of that nature, no one needs to see a loved one die, whether you're a mom or wife or sister, whatever. You don't need to see it. You, I could live without it, and I'm sure they, they definitely could because they're already going through the loss of that loved one. I think part of our generation, not even the generation that follows us, our generation us as humans have become desensitized to a lot of things and that's sad because now you know you put stuff on the internet and it's on the internet forever but we put so much stuff on and we don't really think you know like oh maybe they really didn't want to see that or you know like we just kind of post it and it's out there and then they'll be like why did you do that and i'm like i didn't honestly even think about it like it was second nature but i mean i do think we're desensitized too to a lot of things we're so used to seeing crime and just maliciousness to anybody, even animals. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, that happened. That sucks, but that's life. And then we just flush and keep it going. And it should be, honestly, the complete opposite, right? Like, mm-hmm. some of that shit really should just spark a fire. I'm like, enough. You know, like, this is genuinely too much. But, I mean, yeah. that's... And from what I hear problem. is that... The people of uh, Georgia, uh, I can't really, I want to say this name right, but I'm probably not. Satilia uh, Shores, Georgia, they are protesting. They are uh, headed, uh, um, they are protesting in front of the house of the McMichaels. And they should be because who, who blocks a street with loaded shotguns to kill? I mean, you are literally, and you're two white men. It's like you're hunting this black man down. It is nothing but white supremacy. But when we have a president who biggest followers is white supremacists, he's saying that you know there that you know there were really shitty people on both sides. When we have a president who's not denouncing white supremacists, I'm about to say I this- think that's the problem. It's not that they follow him. That's really not, it's the lack of denouncing the behavior. Because when you say it's okay or you condone it or you justify it, you've now given that fire way more room to continue to grow. And that's the problem. And just so you all know, this happened two months ago. So this lets you know that if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't this, know. We wouldn't know. We, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. It took two months for this video to come to surface for people to start fighting for action. And let me tell you something, what we have seen in these coming weeks have just been a disgrace, especially let me tell you this week has been a disgrace. And I want to talk basically to the people of New York, the police of New York, the bull, the, uh, that don't even call cause what you, you don't protect and you don't serve because let me tell you something. What I saw on Saturday was you handing out uh masks. What I saw on Saturday and Sunday was you handing out masks to the white folks. When they was in central park, you handed out masks to the white folks. You made sure the white folks had masks, but you went that same day. You went to the black neighborhood. You went over there where the black people were and you didn't even, let me explain something. People have the right to videotape you committing police brutality. People have the right to have their phone out. Because let me tell you something. If I see a black boy getting stopped by the police nowadays, I'm looking. I'm stopping. I'm, I'm trying I'm to stop and watch it, period. Because guess what? What you love to do is harass our black brothers and sisters. We know that to be a fact. The proof is in a pudding. And let me tell you something. One of the biggest, pe- one, the two biggest places that has the highest number of pro- police brutality is New York and Chicago. Police brutality is ridiculous in new york and chicago other places too but we definitely know we see a heightened amount in new york and chicago we can literally we see it every day everywhere but it's just because we know that a lot of black people are in new york and chicago when somebody records you committing an act of police brutality it is not your 
Your next thought or action should not be to pin the person down with your big fat knee on their neck so you're stopping their airflow. And then all you get is desk duty and your gun taken away. That's all you get is desk duty and your gun taken away. That don't sit right with me. Well, I'm not sure what case you're this one. I'm not, first of all, I haven't watched the news in a good week. Um, partly because I'm tired of it. Um, so I'm not sure which one you're saying, uh, which one this one is, but I will say not justifying, but just so you know, uh, and I can't even say New York, I know that, but Chicago is unionized, so it's hard as shit to try to fire a police officer, whether they write or I wrong. think it's all of them. And it's, it's hard to fire. Like on some, time, on some level, it's very annoying, you know, because you do have, and I say this all the time, with good cops, I mean, with there's good cops and bad cops, you know, just like there's good human beings and there's bad human beings. So you can't group them all together. But the fact that it's so hard to punish those, you know, makes it worse for the good cops because I have personally seen especially with the crime in both cities, like both cities, New York and Chicago are heavily crime, organized crime and just regular crime. So that's always an issue, right? And anywhere you've got organized crime, whether you agree or disagree, there is leverage to have corrupt police officers. Um, so, and that's different from what you're saying, but I say all that to say this, it is terrifying to try to think you have to trust a police officer sometimes when you know or you see other officers doing like this that type of stuff and wrong type of stuff but those unions make it so hard for them to be reprimanded accordingly like Mm -hmm. if you did if you did police brutality you're what is it you're punishment should fit the crime right so i'm kind of like on this and and people disagree or dis uh, agree or disagree as usual y'all know i don't care this needs to stop so like i think this and this is babe we did this when we were kids people need to be able to get their lick back so i don't know if that means um now we need to set up like a little boxing ring and like members of the family need to like you know come in and you can have your little four or five rounds People need justification and they need a way to know that the system is going to work because everyone gets mad at these people who take things into their own hands, but they do it because why you get a slap on the wrist and desk duty, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's the problem they- to me with the police union. That's the problem with the police union for me. It should be, uh, I mean, w- what are y'all doing that y'all are protecting people who are committing police brutality? And let me just tell you, tell you, the man's name is Francisco Garcia. We have several others who are p- committing police brutality. I just saw another video of literally a guy walking, didn't have a mask on, and he, they were just congregating. It was maybe about four of them. Y'all told, y'all said the limit was six. That's what y'all said. So a small group of four people was there and and literally the police comes over there knocking the dude down, smashing his head in. And then he tells the other people to back up and they're like backing up. We're just trying to record and, and, and get your names and your badges. Why do you need all that? Literally pulled out his baton, hand on a taser. You all are just literally ready. You're locked and loaded. You're ready to shoot and kill and taser black folks. If you are that threatened, by a man, by a by a black man asking, "What are you doing? And what's your badge number?" You don't need to be in this field, because let me tell you, if you're gonna be a po- a scary police person, man or woman, this ain't the right field for you. I mean, I think, and I I know police officers go through like critical um, training and stuff, but I think they they need a little bit more humaniz- humanization. I don't. Hmm. They need more training and they need training in the sense like you shouldn't, but I've said that before. Your, um, your first reaction shouldn't be to grab your gun. Now, if you're in a shootout, by all means, grab your gun. Um, but I mean, if you're dealing with like, I guess a regular human being who's just walking on the street, your first thing shouldn't be to grab your gun to solve the situation because that's that's like bringing a knife to a gunfight right like that other person's completely unharmed unarmed and here you come with a gun 
there you know who's going to win that one. So, I mean, it's a lot that we as a country need to do. And like obviously pandemics and I don't want to say race wars, but racial conflict always brings up new things that need to be improved. But this pandemic in general has definitely shown what needs to be worked on. But this is outside of race, just as uh, as a as the United States as a whole, there is a lot that needs to be worked on. Well, this is what I have to say. Um, Police brutality has been a, I mean, always been an issue. I'm not saying that's been an ongoing thing for years. Not years, years, just literally since Black people have entered America. Um, uh, it, it was called the Ku Klux Klan back in the day. And then, you know, the Ku Klux Klan became police officers. And we still have Ku Klux Klans who are police officers, who are racist, who are, you know, uh, hate the sight of Black people. Um, we have video recordings of several of them. Um, and this is my issue. Um, it's going to come a point where Black people are going to be like, it's us or them. And I'm not trying to be funny, but if you have seen Queen and Slim, you understand what I'm talking about. That police officer was going to kill them. It was a literally a us or them situation. And I, and I, and I hate, and as you also, I don't want to see innocent police officers get killed. I do not. That's, that's not what we're, that's not what I'm saying. I don't want to see innocent police officers. And what I'm saying for every bad cop out there, you are putting the innocent police officers at risk. You are, you are putting, you are putting the innocent police officers at risk. And let me just say this. I've said this several times. If you consider yourself a good cop, but you stand around and watch bad cops do hideous and and terrible activity you're no better than the bad cop because honestly if you are such a good cop and you see bad cops doing things you should speak out vocally and say that's not right you should report them you should do what you need to do we've all seen training that that was such a whore okay what you you're not gonna talk about training day First of all, I have openly talked about Training Day a numerous amount of times. We know how I feel about the movie. And then secondly, what a comparison. But okay. But what I'm saying is, no, we're not going to do that. You know, we've we've all seen, look look at American Gangsta. You know, I mean, we've all seen how some good cops are out there who's not going to sit right there and let bad cops sit around. So don't sit right there and tell, you know what I'm saying? You're no, you're not a good cop if you're sitting over here allowing your homeboy who's your friend, but you know he has a good heart. You don't have a good heart when you're up there bully, bullying, you're passing out masks to one side of town, and you come over to the other side of town, and you don't even, you literally punch, kick, and put your fucking knee in the back of a man for filming you commit police brutality. At no point is that okay. And Mayor Bill de Blasio, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you like, cause, cause it seems like to me, you always have an excuse for these bad fucking cops. So I need to understand what the fuck you doing over there. I mean, well, let no, he always stays with he he's been known to keep uh the guys with the uh with um I cannot think of a what's his name? I can't breathe. The guy who said he couldn't breathe. Oh, at the in Louisiana. No, that was in New York. You know that. Uh I I can't breathe. He was uh selling was loose selling cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. Yes. And he kept those and those cops still stayed on the streets, still harassing people, still doing how were they even still able to have a fucking job? I mean, I mean, no death duty, no nothing. It, they were on the streets still terrorizing humans, especially the black ones. Well, all I know is this. Michael Green. Michael Green. It gets to a point where people are going to get fed up. And it ain't nothing like people getting fed up that's dangerous right because you don't know what they're going to do and there's no controlling it once it gets to that point um now i think we're at like that point but i think me personally every time something happens like that and we get to that point we have like 
a storm or uh, I'm not gonna say a pandemic because it's the first time I've lived through one, but like a pandemic or something that brings humans together. And then you realize, you know, like not everyone is just a complete asshole or something, you know, but then we kind of forget what the initial upset was and we never pick back up to get resolution or keep fighting for that peace, I guess. And peace isn't even the right word, that justice. And I use that term loosely for, for what we were initially upset about. We just like something happens, we get upset, then something else bigger happens. And we're like, okay, we band together as human beings. And then we go back to treating each other like shit once everything's calm and back to normal. And then we like, we just forget about the initial thing that struck the match. Right. And so I just think everyone needs to be aware. Like if you see something, say something. We I've said that multiple times. A lot of people say it's snitching, you know, whatever. But if you see someone being wrongly treated, that's just a human being thing. Like, would you want someone to treat your mom that way? You know, like I speak up for kids. I ain't got not one kid, but I, Hey, we gonna have a problem here. Like I've watched kids go into the grocery store. No, they acting a fool. And I'd be like, all right, y'all know the first thing they gonna do is call the cops and y'all all gonna be upset. And mm-hmm. then look at me and be like, you ain't my mama. You know, okay. Okay. You absolutely right. But I'm letting you know right now before y'all end up on the news. Y'all know if y'all come in here acting a fool, ain't nobody gonna tell you nothing. They don't call them cops. And you know them cops gonna body slam the fuck out you and then you're gonna be upset. Period. You you know how the story goes. We've seen it plenty of times. Like, oh, I guess so. You're right. You know, and then I know my mom one time was trying to help some kids and I was so annoyed because the girl was so disrespectful and the cop came up and was talking like, I don't want to say the cop was talking bad because honestly, I understood the cop's perspective because like the cop had tried to be nice to you twice telling you that you were in the wrong and you genuinely by law we're in the wrong. And even your friends were like, hey, calm down. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But you wanted to be, you know, over the top and prove your point. But then my mom came up and she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm wait- I'll am i sit here and wait for them to have their, you know, until their parents come. And the girl started popping off at mom. And I was like, oh, oh, hold up, little cake. <laughs> we tried to help you out of jail and everything else. So uh, police officer, you go ahead and do what you want to do. Because what you're not going to do is talk sideways to Greta. Especially because she's helping you and she's not your mom, you know, like, so we also need to keep teach our kids or whoever to be respect, respectful of all authorities, because sometimes God really does send people to help you and you completely shit on them. And instead of heeding what they were trying to tell you that was in your best interest, you completely do the opposite thing. And we've done that as adults. And you're just like, well, that could, that's the whole situation. Did you not have to escalate like that? Well, maybe. Now, I'm not going to say that, but maybe she's had her run in with bad cops. You don't know the girl's story because let me tell you something. You don't. If you, if you get one, I've had an incident with a bad cop. You get an incident with a bad cop, it turns your nose the hell up from all I cops. mean, okay, I understand that. But what I'm also telling you from someone who has been pulled out of their car by cops and who has had a gun pulled on me by three white cops. I'm telling you that if somebody had been there to help me or somebody been like, hey, you know, well, no one could have helped me in that scenario because I was driving home. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like, if I had been in a store and somebody was like, hey, you kind of wilding out, reel it in yeah, a little. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about- you. Would, I would have been like, you absolutely right. Because I know how fast that escalates. And until you've been, because like at first I had just heard people talk about it. But, like, being physically dragged out of my car and having, like, a gun held to me for no reason, like, that's a whole different type of anger that you feel. Like, there mm-hmm. is no justification for the anger that runs through your body. So I I have been on both sides. I understand both sides. But I'm saying, like, just... And not saying that these people that we're speaking of in particular could have been helped or saved. But I'm saying, like, for the little small things we can do as human beings to help each other out like race or not. Like if you see something, say something. If you, you know, if you see one person being mistreated, you know, Hey, you need help. Yeah. You good. Like, but you know before what? The just, cops come. Cause you hate to call the cops on a black kid in general. Period. You really do. You really do. Let me tell you, let me say something. It just infuriates me when I see these white people protesting. And if y'all have seen any clips on, on it's been trending on all kinds of social media outlets and the news. 
the way that these white protesters was yelling, getting up close, putting guns on these cops going into city hall with guns. You know, I mean, pushing through these cops with their legs, like pushing them, hitting them. This, I mean, this coming week, last week, if a black person had done half of what they did, it would have been gunfire at all city halls that these marches was holding on to. So don't tell us that, don't don't look at us and be like, what, there's no such thing as white privilege. Go look at these marches. Go look at these protests about opening my city up. You need to open St. Louis up. So I'm going to have a gun in your city hall. I'm going to push at these cops. I'm going to kick at them. I'm going to get right in their face and yell and spit on them. I'm going to do all this stuff. And they better not touch me. And so don't tell us white privilege does not exist when we see two different Americas. And we are only protesting for our black brothers and sisters getting killed. That's what we're protesting for. We're saying, please don't kill us. And you all are putting tear gas on us. You're putting your mace. You're coming in looking like uh, you're in a, th- in a third world country the way you're coming in with your gear on. But yet, when you, when you got these people with their guns you don't seem to be terrified. You don't seem to be, you know, in a frenzy. And we're not even coming with guns. But when the Black Panther came with guns, they were considered a terrorist group. Yeah. Had that same energy for these white supremacists going out here, doing all this stuff, and, and holding up signs saying, uh, 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 F the gays, F the, uh, F the, uh, uh, the blacks, F the all this stuff. What they got to do with you getting back to work? So it's the two different Americas. And that's all I'm going to say. And y'all just want to say thank y'all for listening to this podcast today. We we thoroughly enjoyed you all. We This is our little escape for it. Now, hopefully this is an escape for you all too. Because you know what? The great thing about this is that we sometimes we have just not felt like recording. <laughs> sometimes we have felt like, ugh. What are we going to do? But you know what? It's good that we we always pull through and we do record because I feel like this has brought us more viewers. This has brought us more connected. And I love that we are still able to keep this going and be strong. So I'm going to have Bianca take over and I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back. Well, all I got to say is this. Y'all say, be safe. Say, see some, say some, you know, realize that there is a difference and try to be on the side that makes things better and not worse. I do sometimes really think that, you know, maybe every now and then, maybe we should set up a little boxing ring and, you know, hash it out that way. Um, but here's what we're going to do. So for next week's episode, y'all, I need ideas and I need y'all's help. I'm asking for y'all's help. So come through for me. I need yard care ideas, okay? So let me know, you know, the best way you take care of your yard. And don't say get a yard man. That's not original. I don't want to hear it. Partly because I don't really want to deal with somebody in my yard. That's just me. Um, So give me ideas. I need cute little driveway ideas and whatnot, you know. I'm trying to, since we can't have people come over and do this type of stuff, it's got to be stuff I can buy and do myself. So, and, and we getting into the, I'd use quotation marks, summer season, considering that it's 46 degrees and raining where I'm at. Yay. Um, so let me know. You know where to find us. Send me pictures. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Real Times with the ZKB. If you want to do our email, it's Real Times with the ZKB at gmail.com. So... What did we learn today? Bianca needs yard help. We love you. I can't wait to see these ideas. Bring them on in. Appreciate you. We're going to do this again next week. Oh, and if I didn't forget, if you're not wearing your mask out in public, put it on. It don't matter if it's required or not. We're trying to get out of this and keep as many people with us and safe as possible. We were racking up a very high death toll. So, you know, do your part and put your mask on even if it's not required, even if it's or whatever. Or, you know, if you're able to, just stay at home. I know a lot of you are lucky enough to get back to work. But just uh, be be safe out there, y'all. We want everyone to be able to be with their families for many days to come. 
We love y'all. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace.